0: most funny one was when there was a delivery person and he was looking for a company called Mufti.
1: Good, uh, good, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: still some people make fun of us. that We're a Mufti company. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we get called egg, just egg.
2: Yolks. Accidental podcast. Hello. Dobry wybór.
1: Welcome everybody to Yolk's Accidental Podcast. Today we have two special guests uh, in our podcast studio uh, in Yolk, Krakow. We have Nicholas and Mihau from Motif. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here.
0: Pleasure and to be here.
1: Yeah. And uh, how about, uh, let's start off and uh, can you give me a, a, a quick outline of what Motif is about?
0: really great to be here thank you for the invitation great pleasure we are a consulting company based in Krakow that helps international technology companies to uh, come here and building engineering teams um, software engineering teams specifically so we're basically helping those companies that want to be here maybe have their own office uh, Their own logo on the wall, but they just don't know where to start. So, we're helping mostly with working mostly with companies from the US, UK, Scandinavia, um, and just trying to be a one stop shop for them so that they don't have to look for variety of inventors and they don't have to learn everything instantly about how to do something in Poland, we just soft land them here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nicholas, would you like to add something to that? <laughs> or was that pretty pretty good? I think Miho uh, <laughs> summarized it perfectly. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that sounds incredibly helpful. And uh, h- how did this start? Uh, I, I think that's a common question, but uh, how, how did this all start? Because you guys are helping people start out in Krakow. Uh, and is it just Krakow or, or not only?
0: It's it's mostly Krakow. Yeah. I mean, uh, we'll be on top of the fact that we know the market here, we know the people here. Uh, so it's just really easy to connect our clients with different places, different people here. Um, we sometimes get questions, can you help us in Warsaw? Can you help mm. us in Gdańsk? We wish we could, but doing the same thi- exactly the same thing that we're doing here would be very difficult. And also f- we're very patriotic, okay. about Krakow. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we also um, trying to convince potential newcomers that Krakow is the place to be. And we have various data points that justify that because of the size of the market here, because of the ecosystem, it really makes sense for them to uh, to be here.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe before we get into uh, how Motif, motif uh, became a thing, maybe we should sort of start uh, with who you guys and, and your background, because I'm assuming that that has largely shaped uh and uh <laughs> I see Michal pointing to nicholas so so let's start off with you
2: yes so uh, I'm taking care of marketing at uh, motif um uh, it's been a bit uh, a bit more than one year uh i mean uh, i'm I'm working with Michal and um my background uh i come from France as you can hear a bit in the accent um originally from Paris, but it's been fourteen years I live in Krakow um, so yeah, that's my background. I've worked in different companies, large corporations, smaller organizations, uh, and it's it's great to be part of Motif and uh, contribute to the promotion of Krakow uh, as a as a destination for business.
1: Mm. But what brought you to Krakow in the first place? Well, it's usual story, you know. I, uh, I think I know. I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So uh,
2: yes, love. Uh, so uh, I met my wife, uh, not in Krakow, uh, in Norway. Yeah. And uh, we decided to basically settle ourselves here.
0: Right. And how about you, Michal? Uh, my background is software. I um, mm, studied here at AGH, or now it's called University of Science and Technology. Um so the computer science and worked in a couple software companies and I had this really great opportunity to be part of a journey for one of this c- company that came here in the very early 2000s and grew from very small team to much larger team mm. and then this company got acquired but I really was able to experience this growth of a foreign company subsidiary here um, in Krakow. So then when the company got acquired after some time, I figured, okay, maybe it's time to try to do something um, on my own Mm -hmm. and with a friend, we figured, maybe this service of helping companies like Our former place um, helping companies come in and set up here is something that would make sense. But we didn't know because I don't think there is a lot of companies that do exactly the same thing here on the market. So we had to test this idea, which um, after some effort and some marketing activities uh, resulted with clients reaching out and saying, well, I want to set up a subsidiary, can you help us? So the test was, the outcome was positive, right? That uh, it's actually, there is a market. Right, right. right. There are are companies that want to do it and they need help. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is how all that started and I wouldn't call it it's like it was like a v- that there was a plan and we executed according to the plan. It was more like let let's test this idea and see if it works, and then it worked. So we kind of moved forward, build
1: on top of it. Yeah, exactly. So, so your proof of concept kind of worked, and and you started gaining some traction. And uh, maybe let's get into the the basics. Um, why would an international, a foreign company want to move to to Poland or specifically uh, Krakow in the first place?
0: So we're talking here primarily about companies who are looking for software engineers. And today the situation is very special because a lot of things have changed because of pandemics, but even... Back then, when we were starting around 2017, there was a lot of companies that uh, knew that Poland has excellent talent. Krakow is a big place where there's a lot of very well-educated engineers. So not having enough talent where they operate, let's say in states or in the UK, or having Problems with attracting talent there or not having enough funds to be able to hire as many of you as they would want to, they say, okay, let's try in Poland because it's, it's possible here. And of course, this hasn't started in 2017, it started uh, back somewhere in mid nineties. And when, when he was here, he was talking a lot about this, how all that started with Motorola and, and a couple other companies coming. Here, And of course, then it was just accelerating. More and more companies thinking, okay, coming to Krakow makes sense because there's talent, it's easier to hire, it's a bit more affordable here, and it just would allow me to scale my business, which I cannot do as quickly as I can do in Krakow. I can't do it back home. And I also mentioned that now it's the pandemic has changed a lot about mm. this, but we can get to this. Yeah, yeah, later. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because, because I think that has changed a lot. A lot of things. A lot of dynamics for a lot of businesses. Um, it, it initially, as I sort of heard, of, you know, you you presented the idea of, of of helping foreign companies move to Krakow. I was thinking about European companies, but now it sounds like it's 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 much more than European countries uh companies but also ones from North America possibly Asia
0: possibly yes yeah. um i think the closest to asia that uh, in terms of the interest um would be um, dubai and emirates uae in general um we had some discussions i think with some companies from india and some other locations but this is much less common mm-hmm. so as i said the um, Middle East, uh, of course, Israel too. I mean, obviously, it's a place where there's a lot of uh, great um, IT engineering companies, and they also um, show interest in in, uh, in being here.
1: Yeah, and uh, previously you you brought up uh, Owen McCoy, who was uh, a guest on our podcast uh, a few episodes ago. And he, one of the things that he emphasized was why Krakow is a great place to live, and, and therefore attractive for employees, and and therefore for for the companies coming here to to, to find those great employees. Um, from your experience, from your insights, uh, what makes Krakow a great place? Let's let's start off with with the the employees themselves.
0: Um,
1: so, what what makes it an attractive place to be?
0: From the employees perspective, there's mm, a lot of o, a lot of things that make Krakow attractive. It's a, a young, dynamic city with um, many opportunities, both in terms of professional opportunities. So hundreds of companies, including nice international companies, whether we're talking about very large ones, mid-size, smaller ones. so choice Mm. it's easy it's i think it's relatively easy to find a job that will make people feel like they're doing what they want they're doing something interesting they're growing in that uh, in that job um so professional opportunities but from the employee's perspective also it's just it's a nice city to live in and if you um Maybe not look at the quality of the air that was probably mentioned here on every uh, episode, right. Uh, right. which is improving. Of course, mm-hmm. um, this is something that um, has, for many years, at- attracted the the vibe of the city. Right, the, mm, where you can go out. It's a very walkable city. Um, restaurants, young people. Uh, this makes it overall I think attractive for the people who mm, come to work here and if you meet Polish people here, you realize that um, very few or less than 50% at least were born in mm. Krakow. Mm. Most of them were born in some other locations, sometimes kind more like smaller towns, but sometimes in bigger towns and they decide to live in Krakow because it's just a nice place to live
1: right and, and I think uh, a common thing sort of adding on to what you just said a, a lot of uh, young people move to Krakow because of university because of their studies and they end up sort of falling in love with exactly. the city they probably enjoy all of the job opportunities as, as you just mentioned and, and what that means for their future career um, and uh, yeah they, they end up uh, settling here um, so so we more or less kind of covered the, the employee side of it. Um, and earlier for the employers, the companies coming over, you said that Krakow is a place where it's it's easy for them to, to hire. Um, can you expand it, it, upon it's that?
0: It's definitely easier for them to hire than back home. Mm-hmm. And again, pandemic has changed quite a lot, but th- the difference um, is that as much as there's a lot of companies that compete for talent here, um, back where they operate, let's say the Bay Area, there's way more, and they have competitors there like Facebook, Google, Apple, right? And it's really difficult to hire and retain uh, team members if just around the corner you have companies with th- that big brand. So in a way, it's a Good thing about Krakow that we don't have these big brands because they would just suck entire talent exactly. from other companies. Um, and overall, looking at the demand uh, versus supply, it's again getting more and more difficult here, but it's still better in many other locations. And especially if you look at countries like in Scandinavia, these are s- relatively small countries, so the pool talent is relatively small mm. and this is why they say okay poland is such a big country and is a, a tradition of good engineers so let's let's trade poland
1: plus here in, in krakow you have um amazing universities like AGH, which you which you mentioned earlier which is just constantly pumping out uh more talent um yeah. Uh
0: yeah, exactly. And if you um if you look at the s- stats, you would see that um at least according to the um, Polish statistical office, um you have more than 2000 people who graduate from com- various computer science related degrees in Krakow every year. So and IT. It's not only people who completed computer science. It's people who completed other degrees like math, physics, right. electronics. So this is a good source of that feeds the talent pool. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: here at Yoke, one of our clients is based in Warsaw, uh, and and that's where they have their headquarters. But despite that, they they draw a lot of talent from Krakow and which is why they sort of have like a satellite office, uh, at Yolk. And obviously we sort of keep talking about, um, you know, how, how the local universities are generating, uh, all of these qualified people. But what do you think makes the, the engineers that are coming out of Krakow, um, maybe more unique or stronger than, than in other places or other countries even? Do you think that there's
0: something uh, unique? It's a a combination of things. First is the education, so universities. Um, And, of course, not all engineers in Krakow are superstars, right? Sure. But you have a lot of uh, very, very good people. So... mm, it's on one side education, but Polish education system has couple things that are both good and bad, which is you learn a lot of theoretical things. So your um, foundation is really strong, but then you little you rel- learn le- relatively little about practical application, mm. business perspective of this. So then you have great engineers, but they need the second element beyond the education, which is experience. And this is what Krakow offers, which is the you know, this whole ecosystem of companies of various size, various technologies from various countries. Um, and this is where people are able to basically get the second part of, you know, skill set, mm-hmm. which is understanding how software business works mm-hmm. and how to build software for real business applications.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, a question pops up into my mind right now. It's like, when you have these foreign co- companies coming to, to, to Poland, let's say in the first place, Krakow, uh, I, I assume many of them their, their sort of uh, approach, their their their, their culture um, may in some ways not be a perfect fit for the culture that is that has been here in, in Poland, right? Especially with the more established businesses or, or the way things have been going on. Um, can you talk a little bit about where maybe conflicts or, or, or things that just need to be ironed out between the two exist and... and and maybe h- how you help clients iron out those differences.
0: So, that it's right. It's um, we can say that we're all part of Europe, but saying that there are no differences between cultures would be, I think, inaccurate. Right. So, Polish people um, and for many historical reasons, have uh, certain elements of the culture that maybe it's, might be a bit surprising to the companies that come in here. Mm. Um, Polish people tend to be a bit risk averse. And a bit, it's uh, maybe understatement. <laughs> <laughs> also Polish people are a bit hierarchical mm in how they perceive that the organization should work.
1: Pan Pani and all that exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah.
0: and they also expect to have a boss who will um, act as a boss, mm. right? So who still, um, uh, that there will be clear distinction about who has what responsibility, mm-hmm. okay? But of course, what I'm saying, this is coming from the past, in a sense, and because we're already getting so much influence from other cultures, um, young people, younger people, and digital companies, it's it's already different. Meaning people like to have more flat structures and a lot more autonomy and ability to make decisions, especially in the IT world, which is like every IT engineer wants to have autonomy and be able to make decisions, right? This is, uh, um, uh, so mm, other things that might be a bit difficult for from the cultural perspective for the companies who come here and in in general, Polish culture versus some other cultures of from, from other countries in Europe is that people in Poland tend to be very direct. Mm. So they are like if they see that something as something that they think is not done right, they can just say it directly. So mm-hmm. it's would be totally opposite to how you'd hear it from for instance people from the UK who just like to wrap things into
1: Sugar coat things. Sugar yeah.
0: coat with many layers. <laughs> Max is laughing.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so, when we speak, you asked about uh, how we work with uh, companies, we um, help them be aware of this mm-hmm. so that they understand that some elements of the behavior of the people here, it's not that there's some aliens and behaving or even worse having some wrong intentions, right. it's just part of the culture and right. it's worth being aware of this. And, but it does, works both both ways. So people in Poland mm-hmm. have to understand that some decisions on beha- or behaviors of people, for instance, from the UK, again, it's not someone's bad intention or that he is, you know, not as smart as someone in Poland. No, it's not at all. It's just that the way of communicating is different and it's part of their culture and it should be respected.
1: Are universities reacting to to the sort of influx of foreign companies coming in and, and to these cultural differences or have you seen anything like that?
0: I mean, universities, um, of course, um, have partnerships with some of the companies here and I think a good example would be Motorola. I mm. think there there is some sort of partnership. Though universities in Poland in general and similar to what I mentioned earlier uh, are not as practical as they potentially maybe could be. They focus on learning foundations and, and teaching. Um, it's for them sometimes difficult to find a common Language with with business that's why this the I think there's a w- theoretical willingness on both sides mm-hmm. but somehow quite limited actual interactions and and initiatives um, yeah so um uh
1: now please correct me if I'm wrong uh motif uh, focuses on consulting which sounds like a service that that you provide to your clients but uh I'm also under the understanding that you guys sort of create a, a a product each year. And uh can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Sure. Um thanks for mentioning it. Um so we uh started in 2018 with uh, an idea that it would be, it would be really great to have a publication or um document whatever you want to call it that would um, describe in one place a lot of include a lot of valuable information about Krakow IT market. So to include there a lot of information that could be valuable for candidates, for the existing players, companies that are already here, mm. other members of the ecosystem like certain associations organizations, but also, c- for the potential newcomers who want to be here and they want to have one source of information about what is it like to operate here, what are the players, how much it costs, Mm -hmm. um, how to do certain things. Um, And since then, since 2018, uh, we released couple editions of Krakow IT Market Report. And we, make effort to make it as comprehensible as, as possible to really bring value to the community.
1: And uh, you're kind enough to bring in physical copies of the Krakow IT market report. And I have it in my hand and, and just as I flip through the pages, it's uh, the layout is beautiful. It, it just, It's Thank just you. something that draws you in and you're just thinking like, wow, it's obvious that there's so much insight so much like facts in here right it's not just based on opinions and it's not only your voices but you guys have reached out to to many people in, in different sectors and industries and and asked about their opinions that their insights uh and and what's wonderful is that it's it's all in this one guide and i'm of course, I'm assuming it's the, uh, it's also available on your website where you could find a, a digital version of it. And I strongly recommend uh, anybody. Even if you're not <laughs> a foreign company thinking of coming, I think this is just great information to have if, if you do have a small business, a startup here in Krakow. Uh, I think this will... You could definitely find some gold nuggets of information that, that might help... Uh, evolve your perspective of what's possible in this beautiful city, which is Krakow. Um,
0: yeah. Thank you. Um, absolutely this, um, of course, you know, sh- we could be included here, some you know, observations in, in the report, but really we want to make sure that it is mostly facts that we can get from various sources uh, and opinions of others. The what really matters, uh, the real actors of the ecosystem, people who've been here in the market for many years, they understand um, various areas of the market, how things work. And it also, for the reader, it gives an uh, impression that this is a work that is not just a work of, us too here with Nicolas, but it's a work of community that uh, we work together to build something that can again be uh, benefiting the the wider community.
1: Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of community, um, I want to get back to Nicholas because you've been here for 14 years and I think you have a, a unique perspective because you grew up in France, as I understand, yes. and, you, and, you, and you, you've been in Krakow for the past 14 years. Uh, I, I'm curious about how you sort of transitioned to, to your life here and uh maybe how your uh life in krakow has evolved and maybe what communities you found along the way can you can you speak about that sure
2: so um, that was a journey that uh didn't start directly from france to uh to to poland uh i was one year in norway and it's from norway actually with all my bags from oslo that uh mm. i moved to uh to, to krakow um so I came here to study, most of all. So um, a master at University of Economics, mm-hmm. and uh, basically before I finished my studies, I found my first job. So um, that's one thing that is great about Krakow. It's finding a, a work is, I would not say easy because never easy because you have to go through interviews and so on. But you, you can find you can find work, and people out there they know it.
1: Yeah, so, so how about, because um, we've seen here at Yolk that the sort of the international community, the expat community has definitely been growing. And uh, I'm, I'm often surprised by when I walk around, especially in the center of town, of how often I uh, hear the English language spoken or, or other uh, non-Polish languages spoken. And uh, so can you sort of touch upon that, like, like how that has also evolved over the past 14 years? And, and also... What elements of maybe expat culture uh, you found in Krakow?
2: Sure, um, so it's a very good point that you have uh, mentioned. Over these fourteen years, I've here like I can hear much more uh, English spoken or other languages, and um, one could think that these are tourists. Uh, but we could see during the pandemic basically that you know not, no more tourists were coming here, obviously, but you could still hear uh, foreign languages in town. These have evolved uh, tremendously over over the years. Uh, there were some new influx, of course, uh, from uh, Ukraine, from Belarus. Right. Uh, but you can hear a lot of Spanish. You can hear a lot of English. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I think all in all, it's building the community here in, uh, in Krakow. Uh, the expats, I prefer to, to say foreigners. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> because there are only very few expats, real expats kind of sent by their companies. But um, you can see that uh, foreigners are... Nicely integrating within the society, they have their own groups as well because it's normal, I think, to 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 connect with uh, the people you can feel cl- the closest to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the case of the the, the French community, so um, they were, let's say, two sorts of communities: the one from the student uh, time and uh, and then more the professional uh, network right now. Uh, that is pretty well uh, integrated. Uh, I can mention here as well French Tech Cracovie, which mm. is. Um, uh, a group uh, that uh, promotes uh, let's say the ecosystem of Krakow uh, of, of startups and technology to French companies and to French territory and like uh, and vice versa
1: yeah and uh, for for anyone who who's listening and is not too familiar with with Yolk, um one of the things that we sort of have focused as part of our our, our core focus is that uh about 60% of our uh, members are foreigners, immigrants, expats, whatever you want to call them, uh, digital nomads who are passing through just for a few months or, or, or even longer. And uh, we, we really focus on sort of creating this uh, oasis within Krakow uh, where where people can come, uh, speak English or, or their own... Uh, uh, well, mother tongue which is not Polish and, and meet people who are maybe more culturally similar where despite the fact that they're living in a foreign land in a sense uh, they could sort of reconnect with ideas and concepts and priorities that are um, more familiar to them and, and therefore just, just maybe feel a little bit more less homesick than they were especially if, if they've just been here for a short time and uh, I think for many people, it, it, it helps them sort of bridge the gap between um, their their previous life and 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 to the, the life that they're building here in Krakow. Um, so I just wanted to to mention that for our audience. Um, I think it's worth mentioning sort of the 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 elephant in the room in terms of uh, uh, companies and everything that's been happening over the past year, which is obviously the pandemic uh can you guys give me some insights about how that has changed um the atmosphere and and maybe yeah you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah so to to start with of course it's um there's a lot of unknowns right we are after the third wave before the potential fourth wave so companies also perceive it as um a lot of them know that It's not like we're again on a smooth, you know, calm waters, not there yet. But um, as much as it may sound um, um, a bit uh, strange, in some ways, Krakow has benefited from the pandemics from the business perspective, from the, like in two ways. First thing is that the, companies that are here, um, they want to expand. They want to expand by um, adding more to what they do here. Um, And this first is caused by the fact that um, they grow because a lot of these companies also benefit business-wise from uh, the, the changes. For instance, all the companies that operate in a kind of digital e-commerce or whatever space. Right. Um, But also some companies know that having um, people in Poland is a nice way to mitigate the risk if in some other regions things can go kind of red. And um, for instance, um, it's just safer to have teams here than to have in some other locations that are more potentially prone to, or um, well, for instance, situation in India in the recent months, right? Um, so that's, that's one perspective of the existing uh, companies. And then there's a, a second perspective that um, today, um, the trend of globalization of IT jobs market has accelerated so much that um, it's basically, it's like a trade. It's like in the world of trade, there are no borders. Um, you live in Krakow, you can work for any company. So any company can come to Krakow and hire people. Um, they don't don't need a subsidiary. They just, they just sign a contract with an individual uh, and um i've I've actually been
1: hearing this recently from some of our members uh, who are working in the field of uh, it and they're saying that never before have they seen so many um advertisements or uh, job searches from companies such as Netflix and Google like these these giants from from the states uh but now they're popping up even here
0: yeah they um so the demand for skilled people is increasing even faster than it, it it was or it had been. And in the same time, companies accept the fact that some portion of their team will be full remote. So it really doesn't matter where the team members are as long as they're able to deliver the value. And it, it, it has some funny kind of, um, unintended consequences. So look at the companies in the Bay Area, if they uh, now see that they can hire anywhere, then they don't have, they can say, okay, it can actually be better to have people in anywhere else, so I don't have to pay these super high salaries in Bay Bay Area, which we all know in the recent, whatever, 10 years, there's been really strong growth there. and it's actually, imp- what's happening globally is impacting places like the Bay Area where mm. actually w- we could potentially see the salaries actually going, s- like maybe not growing as fast as they did in the past, because these companies are more and more open to hire elsewhere, because it just, you know, what's the difference if I have a remote employee on a, you know, in another, um, in the same city, and but working remotely, and I have remote employee working from Krakow, like what's the difference? It's right and if I can have it for half the price or 70% of the price. So it's actually going to impact those really expensive places too.
1: Yeah, and and not to get off tangent, but sort of the reverse of that is, uh, even in places like these IT meccas like Silicon Valley, you have people who have jobs there but they're realizing that they don't—they no longer need to live uh, in, in such an expensive city, and they're moving out in, into the suburbs and and, and further out. Because or other
0: states, right, right? Where they can, you know, buy a house for the just the down payment they would have to make for a condo in, in in the Bay Area.
1: Right. So. Uh, speaking on this topic of workspaces i obviously we've all seen uh the growth of work at uh, work from home work at home and uh i don't know in my opinion that has sort of become many companies even polish companies which were maybe resistant to to allowing that previously uh have started to realize that hey the tools to make this happen do exist our employees still stay efficient and productive, in, in in certain situations even more so than 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 prior. Uh, can you talk about
0: other trends that you've seen, sort of, in the workspace? A lot of companies still now say can work from home one hundred percent because we're still in this situation that that is a bit unknown. I think also a lot of companies will want to have an office and will want to have people in the office for a portion of time. Because it's really difficult to collaborate remotely. So if you're doing a work that involves just yourself or maybe still another person, you can do it at home. But collaboration requires, or is much easier, much more efficient mm-hmm. when people are present in uh, in the same room, so hybrid model of work where people, um, you know, th- two days from the office, three days from home. I think this is where it's going. And this is wh- where it's going to end up because on the other hand, pe- employees want, want, won't want to um, abandon the convenience of being able to, you know, not rush to work every day. Um so this is um um this is w- one thing
1: from our perspective uh, max and i you know fr- from the yoke perspective we've seen that a, l- a lot of companies seem to be mm, more cautious about expanding in terms of their office space floor floor space and uh when they come to us they're certainly looking for something that's flexible that that's incredibly appealing to them so, so yeah. they're looking for solutions like ours
0: yeah exactly and um because um as much as people are open to hiring fully remote team members i think it's still that most of the companies specifically here will um, rely like make this let's say 2080 partition that, okay, we can have 20% of people who are fully remote, but we really want this 80% of people to meet at least twice a week in the office. And um, this calls for office solutions that are different from what was up until now, because you don't need an office now where you have just desks, which Mm -hmm. was the original setup of the office. Mm -hmm. And conference rooms were just like addition okay we need maybe a conference room because someone will have to meet occasionally right if the office is now ma- mainly about collaboration then desk is much less important sure uh, in the office um but if you're meeting in the office only twice a week then maybe you need only office for two days in mm-hmm. the in a week and maybe someone else could be using this office for another three days right why so, so this is something that can be um, mm, some kind of new so office solutions that um, were not possible or at least not welcome in the past.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it just seems like this, this sharing economy is expanding be- beyond sort of uh, vacation homes and car sharing. And, and now it's very much... Uh, entering the workspace and office spaces and, and and all of the little things that are connected to that. Um, let's uh, maybe switch to a somewhat sexy topic, which is unicorns. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think there's always a lot of, you know, hoopla talking about that, but do you guys see uh, any unicorns or potential unicorns in Krakow in the near coming future? Or... or is this a good environment for unicorns? H- how do you see that?
0: That's um, of course, uh, as you said it's a um, sexy question. Um, it, there is definitely a um, um, environment for a unicorn. Th- so in terms of um, the skill set, the talent pool, we have everything um, that would be needed to build a unicorn. There are some challenges with um, having proper experience in doing a unicorn because there hasn't been, or there haven't been that many companies that were um, built and then sold or exited in the last 20 years because we're such a um, young market. So um, the acquisitions here in the market are very, Mm, rare so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could name some names like um, Zendesk has acquired Base CRM, and I mean, there are some smaller acquisitions that are happening here and there. Um, Pulse was acquired recently, but um, we need more of this um, culture of not just writing a code and doing a and having a small company, but someone thinking big. So from the perspective of Polish companies, it's still something that we need to work on. But in terms of international companies that are here, I think there are some candidates for uh, unicorns. So they have, for instance, you know, 80% of the engineering is in Krakow. And this company is a candidate to become a unicorn in the next couple years or so. Um, there, are, I think there are companies like this.
1: Yeah. There. That, that'd that be really interesting to see and then you know once we do hopefully get that first unicorn uh it's interesting to see what floodgates that might open up you know as that sort of talent that knowledge is is here in this ecosystem um yeah and all the the sort of uh local companies that will likely benefit from that um all right so uh obviously you guys are, are full of insight. I, I I'm sure that we just, you know, sort of skimmed the surface of, of, of the insights T- to, to gain more insight. I highly recommend that you, um, find yourself a copy or even a digital copy of the crack it market report, which is available on motifs website. Uh, and if you could get yourself a, a physical copy, I recommend it cause it's, it's just a beautiful thing to, to, to hold in your hands. Um, for anybody interested in the topics that we were talking about today, uh, for any uh, foreign company um, thinking of, of Krakow, how should they reach out to you? Motif.com. Th- it's that simple, people.
2: It's that simple. And the same applies to uh, you know all the IT talent uh, that are out there in Krakow or, or in Poland. Uh, we have a lot of uh, interesting job opportunities as well. Uh, in the brand new companies, tech companies in Krakow, uh, but as well like uh, local players that are here for some more time. Um, so IT jobs or non-IT jobs, uh, you can find them as well on Motive.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe I, I overlooked that. But yeah, once again, it, it has been a pleasure having you here. I hope we get a chance to talk uh, in the future uh, as, as, as things develop. Uh, Nicholas and uh, Michal, thank you once again for for being here at Yolk um, on Yolk's uh, Accidental Podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, once again, I highly recommend that you uh, check out Motif. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us.
2: Yolk's Accidental Podcast. Bye-bye.